Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Final Checkpoint Podcast. This is episode 52. 52. That is 52 weeks. That is basically a year, if you don't know. I think they know. I don't know. <laughs> Each week. Okay. Just making sure. Making sure. Each week, we react to some of the latest video game news, and we talk about games that we're playing. My name is Joel. And I'm Ben. And you can find new and old, uh, new and old episodes of this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and thegamefanatics.com, as well as other podcast services around the world. Maybe in, maybe not in like some apps that might not carry like English speaking podcasts. Hmm. But there are ways you can still download it. And we're, so, we're going to spend the next fifty-five minutes explaining how. So let us help you. <laughs> Anyways, Ben, we made it. 52 episodes are... So I did check to see when we actually published our first episode, and that's September 11th. Huh. So that'll be our actual, like, one-year anniversary. How did time get all weird? I... No idea. No idea how that even works. I think something's... Let me... Let me... Let me go to the old computer box over here and check it out. It could be... Maybe it took us... Maybe some time to publish it. Like maybe I think we that re- might be why. we recorded it, but then like we published it later. I don't know. Time is a flat circle. Indeed, it feels like we've been doing this podcast for such a long time. Well, not quite. I don't have this. I just looked at this information. I don't have it. It's not here. <laughs> it's not on my computer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I, I might have it, you know, now that I think. Oh, it's right here. 9-8 is okay. when we recorded an, an episode that I have on my computer called Fire Emblem. So that must be it. That's got to be it, because that was our first episode. How did, t- like, two weeks disappear? I guess it is September. September? Yeah, like, tomorrow's September 1st, right? Or tomorrow's the 31st. Oh, tomorrow's the 31st. Don't ask me hard yeah. questions. Yeah, it's the 31st. Tomorrow's the 31st, so, yeah. So we lost a week somewhere. Don't know where we put it. Sorry. Like, did we not count correctly? Mm. Well, no, we did, because on the app, it says how many episodes. We fucked up somewhere. You know, maybe we did. Maybe we time jumped. <laughs> oh, we? I'm going to look through this. Keep going on the show. I'm going to pull up the app on my phone. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're also live on Twitch. We record the podcast live if you want to join us live to hear all the shenanigans um i'm gonna be uh trying to do kind of like a little bit of a pre-show uh when we do start recording maybe play some games maybe just sit and chit chat um so if you guys want to join us head over to twitch.tv slash load last checkpoint uh we record 8 p.m pacific time so catch me there a little bit early if you want to hang out played a little bit of fall guys um chatted up with our buddy logan who talked about uh how much he hates pigeons um and so did uh, Ben. Ben joined us and also talked about how mm-hmm. much he hates pigeons as well as wolves. And that's more related to the outfits in Fall Guys. Yeah, it's more but, related uh, to the outfits in, in Fall Guys. I will say, we have two episode fives, and then it goes to episode seven. So we... <laughs> that could be banned. But no, 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 no. It, it's episode <laughs> four, five, five, seven. So there's no six. So we were. It's fine. What the right. fuck? <laughs> It's fine. I'm not. I'm on the case. All right. This is the all entire. Right. So thing. once. So maybe if we fix the title for episode five, it puts us back on track to being no, no, to no, publish no, no. September wrong. Should I hold the episode? No. 
I'm I'm like I'm going one by one. All right, so I'll give you updates periodically throughout the show. I know oh, you're dying. Gosh. This is weird. All right. Well, again, everybody, thank you for joining us for this long and for tuning in every week. Greatly appreciate you guys. Um, of course, we're always looking for feedback for ways we can improve the show and any listener viewer questions we'd be willing to answer uh even create a segment for the show where we answer your questions or listen to your thoughts your concerns anything like that so feel free to write to us in any way you can tweet at us on twitter at the joelness um at ben runnings hashtag final checkpoint you can also email us final checkpoint pod at gmail.com um yeah feel free to reach out um and we'd be happy to make you part of the show um ben yes a lot going on, um, as always. Everything is kind of digital, and the weeks are kind of blending in, and so much craziness going on. But we got some pretty tragic news. Um, I think it was last night, or maybe the night oh, before, sh- yeah. with the uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, Black Panther. If you guys don't know from uh, the Marvel movies, it's pretty sad. Pretty sad. Uh, that that hit me pretty hard, man. I was uh, pretty bummed when I heard that news. Yeah, that that I, this might be the first actor death, I guess, that I'm I yeah, uh, that was a pretty big one. I think it was just so unexpected and then like you start reading about all the things in the news like where there's pictures of him, then you, you know, he was hiding this, like it yeah. wasn't out in the open that he was sick. But you saw pictures of him and he, you know, he just looked kind of thinner or like maybe he was doing it for a role or something like that. And people were bullying him and saying mean things about him on the internet. And then like now having the perspective we have that he was sick the entire time. It like, it's awful. Like it's, it's just so sad. Um, so yeah. rest in peace, Chad Wick Bozeman, our hearts go out to your family. And, uh, you know, we have Black Panther in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, as well as, you know, the movie 42, where he played Jackie Robinson, that, you know, those those movies, I think, are some of my favorite ones that, that he's done. He's been in other, in other movies, but those two definitely are, are two standouts for me, because I'm a big baseball fan, and uh, also love the Marvel movies, so, man, it's just such a, such a sad loss. Yeah. I mean, just so out of the blue, like you said. Yeah, I... I wasn't even like scrolling Twitter or anything like that. Something my wife just like brought up out of nowhere. So it was, it hit me even more oh, shocking. Thanks. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. Boom. Like right in the face. You didn't even ask if I was sitting down. Yeah. Nothing Rude. like that. Nothing like that. It was just, wow. I was just like, I think I had my switch in my hand. Cause I was like getting ready to play some NBA 2k or something. And then boom, right in my face. Hurt me. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, uh. Got our one-year anniversary. We got some sad news um, we just covered, talked about. Um, now we're going to move on to our topic of the show. Ben, what's our topic of the show this week? I don't know, man. I feel like I've been trying to sneeze for like the last two minutes, and it's just not happening in my All head. Right. Um, <laughs> talk of the show. We got a rumored 4K switch Ooh. happening, and we're going to go over opening night live. Those are the big two topics. But I do want to ask you something about... The one-year anniversary. Uh, and so I want to ask, what's what, like your favorite memory of the show in its first year? And I'll give you a second to think. 
hmm. as I give you mine. All right, let's which let's is, go. I like this. Which is the time only like two two or three episodes maybe, where I wanted to make a little fun, uh, fake ad in the middle of it, <laughs> where you would give me a prompt, and I'd make a fake ad, and then you just gave me the shittiest prompt, <laughs> and I wanted this to be like a recurring bit, and it would have been so fun, and you just ruined it. That immediately. was that was a funny yeah. moment. I think I said like hair clippings or yeah, it was like it was like nose hair clippers, and I'm like, you don't understand improv, and it's just really unfortunate. <laughs> you know, you're right. I don't understand improv <laughs> at right. all. I'm. I think. I think more like I'm witty in some ways, or I have, like I can but make a play on way. words, but yeah. I'm awful at prompts. And then the added pressure of doing it on the spot. It's I, I'll so shut easy. Down. All you got to do is be like balloons. That's it. And then I got to make up a fake ad for balloons. It's so easy. Mm. But nose hair clipper, is, like the joke isn't the item. The mm. joke is the ad for the item. See? I don't, know. I don't think. I'll know. tell you what. One of my, so my favorite memory, I think, of the first year to me is probably the doing the console report cards. Because to me, that was something oh. that was such a new thing that I think we have done podcasting together and for all the years that we have. Like, that's one thing I don't feel like we've ever done together. And that was really fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And like, we won't get to do that for a long time <laughs> to really think about it. Like, because this year is so huh. weird. Like, when's the next time we're going to actually get to make a report card for the consoles and well. their library? And oh, how yeah. their releases and, and things like that. Like, we could always do that for like the first year of like the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five and right. the possibility of a 4K Switch. But like, that that was something that was really cool because I we got to really dive deep and look into each console and really like analyze how like these companies were able to kind of either you know. Like Xbox, how they dropped the ball right off the bat and then really course corrected, or like PlayStation, how PlayStation dominated right away and continue to dominate, continue to like bring out these solid exclusives, but continue to just not handle like otherwise easy moves in the correct way, like being able to just provide cross play and maybe making your games not so exclusive and bringing them to like PC and Xbox and Switch and really just being a, a, a team player with everybody. And then we have Switch where it's kind of like, well, Switch, you know, you came out with all these great games right off the bat. Oh, look, Joy-Con Drift. Oh, you're not saying yeah. much this year. Man, you're getting outdated. But that doesn't really matter because you're also selling a lot. Like, so it's just, that was really fun. That was, that was one of my favorite episodes that we did. That was good. I liked how we broke it down into, it wasn't just like, how do you think they're doing? It was individual categories. Yeah. Uh, that, that was good. It was good. Good, I don't good have times. a real answer. I just have my fake joke answer about you being mean to me. So that's, that's, yeah. all, that's <laughs> all I have. <laughs> well, <laughs> I always thought I was the nice one on the show. Hmm. Maybe I need to reanalyze. I, you are. Oh, okay. It's good. just that one time. <laughs> that one time I was the asshole. <laughs> you were the asshole because you don't understand. <laughs> Nose hair clipper or whatever it was. You know, I, I think we should have rehearsed. It's an improv bit. Right, but we should have had a couple improv ones before we brought it live. Uh, th that's why we would have workshopped it on the show each week until you got it. Well, you know, even Saturday Night Live and, like, Mad TV 
had to have rehearsals. That's not an improv show. Oh, that's right. That's more like sketch comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <sighs> All right, let's move on. Let's get to the news. Congratulations, us on a year. Yay, clapping. Boo! Four more years. Four more. Oh, let's not. Let's <laughs> not Speaking of fours, is there a 4K switch incoming? These are kind of rumors and, and all that nonsense about what sounds to me like a similar hardware device, but it just can output into 4K because the current switch, even if you're on a 4K TV, it, it's still outputting at 1080p and your TV kind of figures it out, <laughs> which is not does not look great Yeah, on, yeah. on a 4K TV. Or, or in general, I would argue, but, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. This has been oft-rumored, the Switch Pro, forever. And I still... There's also rumors with this saying that it'll be early next year, which I don't buy. But we'll see. Uh, it certainly is weird that Nintendo's schedule is so light this year, and then... These rumors seem pretty concrete that something is happening. I I don't know. How would you feel about a 4K Switch? What is this what is this going to do? Is this going to split the market of the Switch like the install base? What are you thinking about this? So thinking about you know the, the Xbox Series X, PS5 and the you know their idea of what is next gen and then we think about, you know, the the switch and the idea that they are in a way already behind in something like, you know, when when it comes right. to it, they're they're behind in graphical, I guess, technology. Right. But really, they're keeping up with everything else sales wise, gameplay wise, game, you know, library wise. But I think. I think that it is possible that Nintendo can make a 4K capable Switch because I think with the next gen being more, I mean, like 4K right now is already pretty standard on like the Xbox One X and you know even the 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 PS4 Pro and the Xbox One S like digital edition does 4K HDR. So yeah. I I think I think it's something they could be working on because I think they're going to need to do something in order to be able to have other ports for next gen games come to the Nintendo because even now it's already such a downgrade when you have Doom 2016 coming to the Nintendo Switch and they already have to downgrade a game from 2016 just to get it to work properly on the Nintendo Switch and I think it's you know at with with what we're seeing for next gen possibly like as an example Ratchet, the new Ratchet and Clank, the way that's going to work, a game like that will not work on the Switch. Maybe not even the 4K capable Switch, but yeah, but they still have to have something that can compete on the market with just even just the word 4K. I mean, like that's going to be the standard for next gen is is having games in 4K. And even now, it's it's almost at that point where like 4K is almost expected with everything movies games you know anything like that and even even me like i i we just got a 4k tv this year it was our first 4k tv and 
we notice when things are not in 4K. Like, we almost want to get rid of our dish completely because it's only HD channels. Nothing's in 4K. Mm. And it, it's it's almost <laughs> it's almost like not sickening, but like I'll be I'll be like ugh, turning away from the I'll be like sitting there in disgust, like ugh, it's blurry. Ugh, this look be at this. Better. This could be crisp and clear. I just you yeah. know, but Nintendo is so different when you see when you, you you see the Switch and how everything came together for it and how they're just like they don't need to follow the same path as Xbox and Sony. I, I do think that they they need a more powerful switch. 4K capable, I think, needs to be there for them, at least on a dock, maybe. Maybe not on the handheld version of That's it. That's where it, in it gets interesting. Now, I, I would want to note 4K in kind of how I was talking about it and how I think would be more likely with this switch is a potential output. Like, you don't have to run the game at 4K. You just have to output it at 4K, if that makes any sense. Like, you're not rendering things in 4K. You're just able to, on the device, output the signal at 4K, which will look better, um, but is not natively running at 4K. I mean, gaming PCs still have a hard enough time doing 4K60, so I don't expect this little handheld thing to do anything close to that, especially since it's going to be on a... 10, it's not even a 1080p screen on the Switch anyway. Uh, but I do think a, a better way to do this, because you don't want to split your market, right? You don't want to have 60 Switches out there and just say, well, now we have this new one. Guess you got to buy it. I, I feel like they wouldn't do that. I would prefer this to be, like you mentioned, a dock, where right. this is a super-powered dock. You put your Switch you already have in it, and then it just boosts everything. <laughs> But you still play it all handheld, and maybe there are certain games that say, no, you got to play this on the, the TV. Yeah. Um, I would like that to be the way, but I just don't know. I don't know if that's what they would do. Yeah, that'd be really weird, because I know there are games that you can only play with, like, the Joy-Cons. Right. Right, like Mario Party. You can't play it handheld, though. You got to play it with... You got to play it... Right, with like, you got to well, play it with Joy Cons, right? You can't play it I, like with the Joy Cons on it. I think you just can't play it on the Switch Lite. You'd have to pair Joy Cons yeah, to it. Yeah. So there's already like small limitations like that on certain things. Can you imagine if like <laughs> you buy this game and it's like can only be playable on the dock, on the 4K dock? <laughs> that's, that's the thing is that it starts getting really strange. And I don't think a lot of companies would take advantage of that. And like you also mentioned, I don't know if the Switch really needs these ports. It's kind of like the worst place to play all these games. And I know I'm not the audience for any of this shit, like yeah. building a gaming PC. <laughs> I'm definitely not interested in Witcher 3 or any, any of these AAA ports from this gen. That it, 0% interest, you know? Yeah. I, I can play these games on my PC where they look the way they're supposed to look, not like whatever the hell that is. I don't know if they need it. I don't know if they need these ports. I'm not sure if there's going to be anything in the first year, at least, of the next gen that is uh, like, oh, wow, this is the like, this is the title and we're going to try and put it on Switch. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be, be a thing. I don't know if people really care. You see the sales data, and I think the only, 
I'd have to look it up again, but I think only Witcher 3 is in the top 20-ish of Switch titles, but that, maybe that was Skyrim. It, it was one of those games, but everything else is just like a Nintendo title. So yeah. I don't know that they really need it, and you look at something like the sales of Mario Kart or Animal Crossing that are in the 20 million plus club, they really don't need these other consoles. I think they can persi- persist persist with this weaker Switch and just kind of ride it out um, and put out a better dock for people who want it and then that call it a day. Uh, and maybe, I, I don't know, I just think as soon as you start saying you can only play this on the dock, I think you run into issues. Yeah. Yeah, I, they don't lose anything really by not having like the latest next gen games on the Switch. They really don't because I think a lot for a lot of people that do want to play those next gen games, they're going to play it on a next gen console or a PC. Yeah. You know, the the to me I think for a majority of gamers, the Switch is this secondary console that they have to play exclusives. Um, you know, all right. Mo- you know, if there is a game that I'm playing on Switch that I do have on PC, it's most likely an indie game, something like um what's it called uh why can't i think of it now hollow knight like hollow knight i have on pc and on switch and i played a lot of it on switch and i was moved to pc because i was like it plays you know i can play comfortably with you know a different controller that was before i got my pro controller so right but things like that i mean it's i I just don't think they're gonna miss out on much and i don't think people are gonna be offended if you know doom eternal isn't running on 4k on the switch Right. Because well, most of the audience the has thing, played it elsewhere. Yeah. The other thing, too, because <clears throat> we act like, oh, there's so many, so many Switch titles or Switch games from other platforms. They're porting so many things over. Like, nah. they're just, really not, though. It's just like, Bethesda. It's just Bethesda and, uh, like, Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah. And, and what? And, and Witcher. Like, oh, there's so many third-party games that, from the current gen on the Switch. Like, there's 10, maybe. Bandai Namco. Right? So it, all their anime it, arena fighters. <laughs> sure, but that's that's different. Uh, that I think it's pretty clear. This is this could be an indie machine and be fine. Um, I'm excited for what the 4K switch could mean because I do want the games to look better. And even if it's just a slight resolution bump to things, I am interested in that. I, even if it is only on the dock, which I think it would obviously be only on the dock, which is why you wouldn't. Uh, there's. There's just so many things going on with this where this could be a Switch with a a smaller bezel, like a larger 1080p screen, and they just have a better battery life, and and that's it. This is the better Switch and whatever, but I would want a 4K Switch. For years, there's been footage of uh, Breath of the Wild running uh, on the PC emulator in 4K, and it looks so cool. (laughs) looks so good. And it's just a bummer that... I don't know. It's a bummer to me as a big longtime Nintendo fan that I never get to experience a Nintendo game with cutting edge graphics. It's been t- almost 20 years since I, I maybe like 15 since that has happened. And yeah. that sucks because graphics are so much better than they, they've ever been. And we never get that from the Nintendo. True. Womp womp. Womp womp. Let's move on to also womp womp. Did you watch Sir Jeffrey Keeley's opening night live of uh, Gamescom? So, I did. I watched some of it. Um, so, opening night live, was that just the first 
night of it and it is the opening to gamescom like i didn't quite get what yes. opening night live was that's what it is it's the okay. uh, it, gamescom is happening here's our start of show press conference okay yeah so i watched some of it it was a lot of things that i wasn't super excited about little nightmares 2 did look pretty interesting to me i oh, thought it looked yeah. really creepy um i was watching the giant bomb uh talk over of the conference okay. So when they got to the uh, bridge builder game <laughs> with The Walking yes. Dead, their jokes <laughs> their jokes were cracking me up about it. They were like, "What the fuck?" And I could it not was... I could not stop laughing. <laughs> it was really one of those moments of like, "What is even happening?" And that yeah. was after the the Doc Brown surgeon simulator thing. Very weird. Very weird. Very very weird. Especially since it had the the time like he was in character. From Back to the Future, and they had all the Back to the Future stuff, but there's no Back to the Future content. Like, I don't understand yeah. what's happening here. Yeah, the giant bomb guys were saying, did they just hire him on Cameo to say that's, all this? That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what people have said. Just paid for Cameo. Yeah. This. I mean, Ugh. it it there wasn't much that I really got excited about. I think so. Like the um the Ratchet Clank demo was awesome. Right. That that blew my mind. I thought that looked incredible. Ratchet remains the the one true next gen, really cool looking thing that we've seen. Yeah, I just think it, it just looks so good. It just it just really looks yeah. really good. Um, there was like there was another game. I'm trying to remember it. It oh gosh. Okay, let me grind. So Grindstone looked really good. I know that that one's coming to Switch eventually here, but I was watching that. It was originally on Apple Arcade, um, and then they've been working oh, on the port yeah. for Switch for a while. Um, and then there was, I think it's called Hyperbox, Hypercharge Unboxed. So it looks like a, it basically looks like toys come to life, basically. Um, but I was watching footage of that, and so if you get a chance to watch footage of, of or the trailer for that game, it looks actually really cool. It just, it almost looks like. Uh, it looks like if you grabbed your toys when you were a kid and the the fights that you made up in your head came to life. And but it, it looks more like an open world adventure game kind of, like with open world like third person shooter or first person shooter game. It just it looked really cool. And that one kind of like I watched it and I was like, man, this is unexpected. This looks really interesting. So that was that was one of the cause I went through and watched a few trailers of games and I was like, okay, this doesn't look like anything I would play. This doesn't really look interesting. Right. A lot of samey looking stuff. And a lot of those games are very a lot of the indie games are looking very samey, but there's some interesting things in there. There's just so much. There's so many trailers. Right. You know, like like I go on my YouTube, you know, I go to YouTube and I look like cuz I know IGN um hosted this, right? They they were kind of the main people producing the the show. Well, in some way. I mean, it yeah. was mostly Jeff's thing, but they were involved. They they were, like, assisting with, like, producing the, the video conference part of it, I think. And so right. it was just it was just trailer after trailer that I kept seeing on my feed. And so much of it I tried watching. I was like, I would get maybe a few, min- like, few seconds in or maybe a couple minutes in. I'm just like, okay, this doesn't, this definitely doesn't look like something I would <laughs> want to play. Doesn't look interesting. Looks very samesy. Looks very much like this game. Like, there's just so much they're thrown at you and the names just aren't sticking in my head. 
So I don't know. No, no, there there was a lot. I I sat and watched the whole thing, um, and it's two hours. Oof. It's very long. I, this is probably the worst of any of these shows I've seen in a long time. Like this was just very boring. Um, uh, there were exciting things in it, but the way it was presented was just all over the place. We we talked about Doc Brown. There was the bridge constructor thing that made no sense. Um, there was the 25-minute uh, World of Warcraft portion. Oh, yeah. What was that? Get out of here I with mean, that. that was so... I think it was Imran on the kind of funny, like, Gamescast talking about it that said, like, this belongs uh, in BlizzCon on a WoW panel. Like, it's so... Like, for that, not for this broad audience. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't even their normal, like, awesome CGI, like, trailers that are normally really cool to watch. This is just, like, almost no. like, like someone drew it and, you know, like, it was storyboard stuff yeah, that just seems like, very... It's just hard to watch. It was, and then it, there were, after that 10 minutes, there was a couple gameplay. minutes of gameplay for it. Yeah, definitely not the right audience for that. No, it, it was... It was very much, we have two hours to fill. How do we fill two hours instead of, here's what we have. Let's make a X amount of time show. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, I was thinking about this. Like, if I wasn't super into video games and I watched this, I, I would come away with, well, I guess video games are boring. Yeah. And I don't like them. Because yeah. this was not, this was easily one of the worst Jeff Keighley joints in a long time. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, Ghost Runner looked interesting. Ghost Runner looked really cool. Did you get oh, a chance to look that? at that? It's I, almost yeah. like a, I, it's like a combination of uh, I would say like Mirror's Edge and Dishonored, but in a more like cyberpunk world. I'm looking it up. Okay. Oh, I, oh, you're like wall running a lot. Um, yeah, it was at the show. I don't remember when they showed it, but I ended up watching the trailer earlier today. Um, and it looked really cool. I it like I had never heard of this game until I saw the trailer. Oh, this is this has been shown at something else before. I don't remember. Might have been one of the indie things. I, it's been on my Steam wish list forever. Um, and there was a demo. I think when they were doing the Steam demo week or whatever. I think that was one of the demo. I think. But yeah, oh, that no. game looks cool. The problem the problem was the presentation, and I literally could not. I just couldn't get through. <laughs> Yeah, like, this is awful, and I did eventually watch it all, but man, just not put together in a way that was entertaining or or good. Yeah, I, I yeah, not not great. Yeah, was there anything um, else that stuck out to you that that you liked? I liked that that destruction game that I don't know the name of that I did not look up. Um, where like the whole world is destructible, and you could blow holes in the wall, and then like you knock over the the power pole and then you can use that as a ladder to get onto the second floor oh that just yeah, looked yeah cool like as a fun playground to be in yeah i'm trying to remember what that one's called um i don't remember yeah that one did look pretty interesting it was in the opening opening part right the well the first... it was in the first 30 minutes or so okay yeah i do remember that um i think it was right after the nap i took from what the wow section <laughs> Which legitimately was 20 minutes. I, I feel like that took years off my life. What? I wasn't even watching it. I was just kind of sitting around looking at other stuff on my computer. It's like, is this still happening? Am I in a time warp? Yeah. It's, oh, that was bad. You know, it's been hard with, uh, like, 
they're trying to really make it work without having E3, having Gamescom, you know, to for people to go to and make, you know, and and have the, I guess, the conferences like they normally do. This is just, I, I think because all the normal ways that people consume these trailers or these games, these demos, isn't, you know, obviously it's not the same way that we were getting it. We were getting it in either small like increments or like someone would play this demo and then they'd talk about it on a podcast or like, Oh, I, you know, I got to play this at Gamescom. Now here's, you know, my thoughts on it. Instead, we're just getting the trailer, the trailer, the trailer, because really that's the only way they could really present it to everybody is through, you know, an online conference like this. And so it's, it's just so much all at once that it's really hard to yeah. really care about any of these games unless it's something that does stand out. It It is too much. And I do, if this if this summer of games nonsense happens next year, it needs to not be a summer. It needs to be June. Like, let's all just pick June and let's do June because we have been, since the end of May, have had a show almost every week in some capacity for months now. And it's exhausting and it's annoying and it doesn't have the same gravitas, if you will, of an E3 week or a Comic-Con week. Like there need to be sections of when I know all of this cool stuff's happening and then like the lull in between events. Without that, it's just kind of these weird blips that happen randomly and it never it never gets to the high of I'm real excited about something. I yeah. don't know, man. Yeah, it's I mean a mess. It, it really has to be impressive for it to really right. stand out these days. Like it's 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 hard out there for games that aren't really doing something incredible or doing something different to really stick out when it, you have, you know, 15 trailers going up in one day. Yeah. Crazy. And you don't know because there's a show every week. You don't know. It's like this is the one I actually need to watch. Is this the good one? Is this just okay? What is it going to be? Yeah. And you can only watch so many so so shows before you just decide not to watch any of them yeah like grindstone i've known about because because they've talked about it on several podcasts and that's when it was out on apple arcade so i've kind of like i've thought about oh maybe i should just get apple arcade for a month and try it and play it um and then i heard about the switch port and i was like oh maybe i'll just wait for that to come out and then um hearing like watching the conference and hearing that they're still working on it and things like that kind of made me more excited about the game because like okay this is going to be it's going to be the game, but they're also working on making it specific for the Switch. So there's going to be probably some changes here and there for it. So made me made me very interested in it. But, you know, there's there's a couple standouts there that I, I am interested in. And I think, uh, you know, had I not actually gone through and sat down and made myself watch trailers, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have had games to be excited about that they showed. You know, because to me, I don't think it was effective because I knew the shows were going on. I saw that they were live on Twitch and on YouTube, but I didn't care enough to sit there and watch other than the the first opening night. I didn't care to watch any session afterwards. No, I just waited. I, I just waited for the trailers. and I'm like, okay, let's see if this looks interesting. Right. Like there's a <laughs> bunch of Gamescom stuff happening right now. Um, yeah. Since that, like, that was, that was the beginning. Right. And I feel bad. I feel bad for IGN who is putting a lot of resources into this. Yeah. I don't think anyone gives a shit. This is so late into the summer. 
no one's ever really been super into Gamescom in the West, right? It, that's kind of a recent thing. We're interested in the Jeff Keighley portion and like, oh, there's a press conference. I'll watch that. But beyond that, I don't know anything that's happening. If something interesting does happen, someone on Twitter will be like, watch this cool trailer for this indie game they just announced. Like, I'll do that. But there's a ton of coverage and live streams like all day because it's a digital event now, like everything. But I just don't care at all anymore. I just don't care. I don't want to know. I don't need any of this. Yeah. Just just stop. Like it stop until you have something really cool. And these digital shows make honestly they make no sense to me because like, now you're just doing shit for no reason. There's no one there. No one's playing these things. What are you even talking about? It's so bizarre and it's almost like when Comic-Con happened this year and literally no one talked about it because no one gives a shit. Comic-Con is going to Comic-Con. Comic-Con yeah. is not 3 days of live streams. And I know PAX is doing a similar thing. They're doing like nine days of, I think, maybe it's not nine days, but it's a lot of days of 24-hour just streams. Like, here's this panel, here's this panel, and all the panels are pre-recorded and all that. And I'm I'm like, is anyone going to care? It's just so much. And I, I think we're very oversaturated this year since people are spending so much more time at home. At a certain point, like I don't want to watch anything. I don't want any of this anymore. I think we're all tired of being on Zoom calls, so we really don't want to consume the rest of our media from also sitting and watching them on Zoom calls. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see Dev talking to person X, and they have the delay, and like I just don't want to <laughs> deal with that any more than I have to. Uh, I just show me a trailer, I guess. I don't know. It's I don't I don't like it, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> like I'm gonna start doing something else because this is an obnoxious yeah year for this. Yeah, it's rough. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Some something out of it here and there, but not. I don't think. I think overall, it's just uh, just a lot. There's just too much going on. It's just too much. Just too much. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about this Netflix show real quick? Ben, I want to hear what you have to say about this Resident Evil Netflix show that I've heard murmurs about. Murmurs. Um, murmurs. I am the big Resident Evil fan here. Uh, I mm. like the movies. Yep. So this show has a very low bar to, to hit. Uh, but it is a show with two timelines. You got the... I think they're twins, but it has them listed as Swiss, Swisters. <laughs> uh, as sisters. <laughs> Jade and Billy Wesker, hmm. which I don't think canonically Wesker had kids, but maybe he did. I just forgot. Yeah, he did. I don't remember. It's very convoluted. It does take place in the, the Resident Evil canon, which is interesting because the second timeline is 15 years later or 16 years later, whatever. Uh, where there's fewer than 15 million people left on the earth and just billions of monsters <laughs> all over the place. Uh, that's cool. And it, that, that timeline follows one of the sisters trying to survive and, and dealing with her past. I, I like this. It sounds interesting. I love that it is both timelines. Uh, so we get to have kind of the, hopefully, you get to see uh, Umbrella and that kind of, Oh no, they, their stuff got out, and what are they doing? Oh, there's a let's blow up the town. Okay, 
Well, there, it does it does take place in New Raccoon City, which I don't think has ever. Maybe it does. I see. I'm a big Resident Evil fan, but the lore is a giant mess. Uh, so maybe they rebuilt Raccoon City, but also I think Wesker was dead. I don't know. It's real complicated. I'm excited. I guess I will get Netflix back to watch this uh, <laughs> because I. Why not? Right. Yeah. And while you're at it, you can watch uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, sure, fine. If I have to. But I like it, and I like Resident Evil, so I'm excited to see what it, what it does. Uh, I don't know. It's very strange. It's also strange that there's like a Dragon's Dogma show happening. There's a, that Monster Hunter movie. I don't know what's going on over there, and I don't have high hopes for really any of it, but... I watched all the Resident Evil movies, and I own them. I have the Blu-rays right next to me uh, on the shelf. Like, I like those movies. And I wonder what they can do in this if they can have Leon show up for two episodes or something. Um, I also wonder what it means since this is in canon. I think the canon of Resident Evil takes it like past this time or really close to this time. So that would mean a global uh, pandemic, I suppose. Um, yeah. Would have destroyed so much of the world and there's just zombies everywhere. So that's interesting for what that could mean for the games. Cause the games have never dealt with that scenario. Um, it's always like there is still society, but this town is fucked. So go there and, and destroy the zombies. That's potentially interesting. I would like to see a Resident Evil game where there are like three people left in the world and you're just trying to find someone kind of like uh, the last of us where you're finding the cure, like this person's immune, go rescue them. And you have to go there and dig through the city to find them or something. There, there's something there. There's a chance, but, uh, you know, you never really know with a show on Netflix. If right, there's a, if there's a possibility, it can be really good. Like, you know, stranger things season one was awesome. Um, Umbrella Academy ended up being really good so you never know with what you're going to get and there's there's plenty of garbage on Netflix but I think if you know Resident Evil is something that has had a huge following and especially with like Resident Evil 2 remake like a resurgence so I think they're probably going to yeah. take some extra care into anything related to Resident Evil especially with you know 8 coming eventually i think there's they're going to want to take special care of the ip to make sure there's no more <laughs> you know even though the movies like are very more i i call them more like like towards the fun for what they are category like i i think that era for resident evil might be over and they want to move towards making this like thought of in in like a higher regard you know yeah. Uh, another, the one final thing to note is that this is helmed by the Supernatural ex-producer and co-showrunner, so Andrew Dabb, and he has said that Resident Evil is his favorite game of all time. So, oh. that bodes well. And Supernatural's been on for like 50, 50 yeah. seasons, so there's yeah, a chance. But it's a Netflix show, so it will not be on for, for that many years. Maybe. <laughs> they cancel it after three seasons. Uh, no. Maybe four. You're lucky. Yeah. Maybe. 
Well, Ben, that's going to wrap up our news section. News. Um, news, news, news. Um, let's go ahead and get into games that we've been playing. Um, I I say we start with you. You've got quite the list, so let's go ahead and hear. Do I, though? Um, you do. You have more than I do. Most of these are just this updates where I'm, I'm going through Neo 2. Still love it. Um, same, same. I'm, I'm loving it as well. Too much of it. I think I'm on like the second level of the second area. Okay, so you're you're ahead of me because I'm battling the boss guy with the elephant and the like the, the lightning. lightning guy. Yeah, that's who I'm fighting right now. Okay, I don't want to say. He's Very just, easy. You know, I've I came across him and I I'm like running low on elixirs, so yeah, I haven't had my... enough time to really learn him yet. But he doesn't that's my seem big too bad. With this, Nia one had the same problem where you can, especially early on, you can get fucked over and have no elixirs, and it's not fun. Uh, what I would say is like donate all your weapons and stuff to the the shrine, the Kodama blessing or one of those. Yeah. Um, and they'll give you elixirs as well as experience points for it. Oh dang! Maybe I'll do that. So like, yeah, just take all your junk weapons and give it to them, and you'll get stuff like that. But I, I like that boss. That was a you have to fight him again in one of the side quests after this. Oh, okay. And it's a lot harder in that one. I thought it was so much harder the second time. The first time I just walked in and was like, eh, whatever. But uh, but again, get that get that magic where you the life leech magic. Oh yeah, even keep, if that's the only magic I need to write, spell you have. I need to write that down somewhere. Life. It's leech. it's an early level magic spell too. It's on the right. Like you get, I think it's like water element. And then the next thing after it is uh, Life Leech. It's really good, though. I wrote it down. I, I yeah, forgot that's, that's my it. recommendation. Yeah, I've the been, healing spells. I've been having a good time with it. I think I really, really like Neo 2. And I'm not super oh, far yeah. into it, but man, do I love playing that game. It's really good. It's really good. It's so good. It's so good. I... I have to pull myself away. It's like, I'm playing other games I really like. I need to go play those games. <laughs> and it sucks, because I, I, all I want to do is just play Neo 2. And I have to force myself, be like, no, play the other game. Uh, so I am slowly going through Doom Eternal still. Um, I think I'm, I have like a third of the game left, I think. Four or so levels, maybe. Um, I finally did get to the point. I talked about last week where there's that enemy everyone doesn't like. I forget what he's called. Um, but it's the enemy where you can't, if you get too close to him, he does something. If you get too far away, he does something else. Uh, he's awful. He's terrible. He's like legitimately awful. It's not fun to fight him. I don't understand why you would do it this way. It's just not fun. Um, I understand he becomes somewhat of a, not regular enemy, but he does show up more. I'm not looking forward to that. I fought him the one time as like a boss fight, and that was not great. I I don't know. Everything else I love about the game, but man, that guy's real bad. Uh, you can also only shoot him, or sorry, you can only hurt him when he flashes blue or green. I know what colors are. Yeah. You only shoot him when he flashes green. And the problem is like he's really fast, and the game itself is really fast. So he might jump around to the side, and then he turns green but you didn't see him all the way. And then he's already hitting you. And I'm like, God, this is, I can't get too far away. Cause then he's not going to do the thing. He's going to shoot some weird vapor dog at me. Like, it's just not fun. I feel like if he was a, if he was a slow 
Terminator-esque kind of character that you just had to be smart about dodging and wait for your moment, that might be a different story, but he's also fast and has all these other attacks, and there's enemies in the room with him. Hmm. Like, oh, this does not bode well for if this happens later in the game multiple times. Yeah. But everything else is is phenomenal. Um, you get to the point, there's a the BFG 10,000, which is this giant, uh, like, satellite base around Mars that just shoots the giant green laser. And you're on it, and it's shooting because there's a demon invasion, and it's just blasting this bright green light everywhere, and it's, like, shaking the world, and the base comes through. It's so cool because you're on the base fighting all the aliens or the demons, I guess they're not aliens. Well, what's the difference? And it's so cool. And then you get onto it. Like, I got to get in the middle of Mars. What am I going to do? I'm just going to shoot a hole into the middle of Mars with this laser. Like, this keeps so dumb. I love it. Uh, And then you get the BFG, which is awesome. I hope it works on that stupid flashing green guy because I hate him. Um, (laughs) Is that the enemy that people keep talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was wondering. That's, no, that, that, I, I that's, always hear about an enemy that people hate. That's the guy, and he's not good. It's really unfortunate. <clears throat> I, I would, I would love to just turn him off. Like, please go away. Everything else is so good. Like, it's such a strange decision to have. I don't know. Maybe I'll get better at fighting him, but it was not fun. And, and it was like you're stuck in this room with him, and I've never. I don't know what to do. It, it was, it was not good, but. I played another level after that, and he wasn't in it. So I'm hoping maybe he shows up at the end of it. I don't know. But the rest of the game is, is phenomenal. I love the combat. I think it feels so fun. And it's, it's just great. It's just a great game. Uh, except for that guy. <laughs> except for him. Except him. Except you, sir. This asshole. <laughs> it's awful. I don't even remember his name, but man. Uh, blech. Blech. This guy. All right, what else have, have you been playing? Um, so aside from Neo Two, I, I've uh, been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I finally made it through all of the post Realm Reborn missions, and I'm in Heaven's Ward finally. Woo. Which, uh, man, that post Realm Reborn quest line is is long. just a slog, man. It is. Yeah. It might be as long as fourteen. Like, you know, uh, you know like it's so. It's so long and just not, it's, it's, you know, it's not all bad. Some, some of the quests were really fun and like, and the storyline was good. And then you get to Crystal Tower and Crystal Tower, like the dungeons in there were really good, but it just felt like such a, because so much back and forth and traveling. And it's just like, why, why? And then like, right at the last second, like the quest takes you without you having to actually travel. And it's just like, why couldn't you just do this? most of the other time and save me <laughs> all this traveling around. Um, womp, womp. But I've started uh, questing in Heaven's Ward and so far, so far it feels like I'm right back in the beginning of an MMO because it's very much like small little fetch quests here and there. Is it like a new area? And... New area. It's um, your Does mount. Does it look better? Um, it looks like I'm in a forest area, so it's hard to really tell. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. But my mount can't fly yet because I think you have to work up to that again. Um, so I'm just riding around on my chocobo. Um, chocobo, yeah. so lame. I know. I need a new mount, but I'll get to that eventually. So besides that, I've uh, I ended up purchasing 
the Path of Fire expansion for Guild Wars 2. Oh, no. And I played, like, the first couple missions, and um, that game still feels really good. It feels, it feels nice to jump in and, like, experience that expansion because I ha- I've heard about it being really good and the fact that they added mounts finally to that game is really fun. And uh, it's it's interesting. I'm uh I'm excited to play more. Okay. But other than that, that's besides NBA on my Switch. That's really I just didn't get super deep into it. Okay. Can you play? Weird question. Can you play Guild Wars Two with a controller? Oh, I wish, man. I wish. Yeah. You know, there might be a way. I haven't figured out if there's a way to to. No official way though. There's no official way. I think. I think I you could it. probably make it work because there was all these there was rumors back in the day that they were going to put Guild Wars 2 on console. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, no, I think that, that that ship sailed. That ship sailed. Um, I feel like there's got to be a way to make an app work. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be. I mean, that's part of the reason why I played so much of Final Fantasy 14 is I could play with a controller. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's, I should mention, too, speaking of controllers, Part of the reason why I really like Doom Eternal is I, because I have the Elite controller, I've mapped so many of the functions to the back paddles. So I can, I can do like the flamethrower thing and the dashes and the chainsaw and the melee without moving my thumbs off the sticks, which is like half the game. And it changes it completely because if I had to use the buttons for this shit, it probably would be annoying. Like dashes B, I think. I don't even know. No, but I think Y is the flamethrower and B is dash and like X is the chainsaw. It's just all face button shit. But if you can get that off of there, then you're really playing almost like you would on PC, which I guess I am playing on a PC, but you know what I mean? Like you're totally uninhibited. You can just free move and look around and do all these things. And that, that makes the game. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely worth it for that. I think, well, maybe not. It's a great controller. I don't know. If it's yeah. worth it for the one, the one thing. Um, yeah, I I don't think I use an Xbox controller enough to like validate the buy the purchase sure. price. But like I I have oh. my I have my Xbox One controller sitting right here because I was using it for uh, Hollow Knight, and I also use it for um because I'm about to start playing through uh, Bloodstained again because I was in the mood for that. Got it. And because it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't recognize my PlayStation 4 controller on Steam, even though I set the standard or default to PlayStation 4, um, or I guess DualShock 4. Um, so I just switch it because I'm tired of like having to remember, oh, wait, okay, so X on here is triangle, and oh, no, wait, it's that's on Switch. Um, X on here uh, is square, and it's just like, oh, God. I'll just use you... the actual controller. Another weird question. You use the are you connecting the ps4 controller to your pc through bluetooth so i used to because i had the the adapter yeah and i broke the adapter unfortunately oh. but so, how did that work did that work fine oh through dude bluetooth? it was it was awesome it was beautiful it was perfect because my new my new computer has bluetooth i'm like oh maybe i could do the controller thing that's interesting you know i'm pretty sure this computer has bluetooth i never actually thought of trying to pair that up yeah, just, well, because I would like to play uh, like Dark Souls. Like Dark Souls games feel just better to me on a PlayStation controller. I think that's yeah. obvious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll have to let you know. I played. 
Yeah, I would. I, I guess I could just look it up and try and figure it out. But I had to go on my old computer yesterday and find my Dark Souls two save files. Oh jeez. Because I had played like ten hours. I'm not starting this over. <laughs> ten hours, like no, 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 no. Five hours, maybe, but ten. No, I'm not doing that again. I got to get my freaking save files. Awful. Uh, so eventually, once I finish Neo 2, it's Dark Souls 2. Neo um, 2. Let's see. That's real quick. Uh, still playing Majora's Mask. Still really like it. Getting to the point where I don't remember a lot of this stuff okay. that well. Like, oh, I got to find these eggs. There's eggs? Oh, yeah. I kind of remember these eggs. And, and there's this really shitty minigame with a beaver. That's okay. awful. <laughs> but I had to do it to get the the bottle. I guess I didn't have to do it, but I at this point I wanted to do it. And God, it was bad. It was real bad. Still really like the game, though. The rest of it I like. The beavers suck. And playing Fall Guys, I got PlayStation Plus back to play Fall Guys. Still only won twice, but... You gave me some good uh, tips earlier. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to play a little bit more because I. I'll, I'll play a couple of matches maybe once a week and then just be done with it. So you need to get, get me, and I'll play with you. And we'll play Fall Guys. Okay. Because I. It's it's one of those things like for an hour, right? Not like a long time, but I really enjoy it. I feel like I get to the end a lot and then just fail. So. <laughs> That, that that sucks. And I played one match where it was like, steal the tail. And there's this guy just stealing tails from like 10 people away. I don't know. Is your internet really bad? Or I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I, so that, I lost, that part I frustrates that. me. I hate, I hate seeing that. Uh, like where people can just easily steal tails from you and they're not even near you. Yeah, they're not even near you. I'm like, is this my internet? Is this their internet? I, I don't know and I don't like it. Um, so that's why I don't like the tail games because those feel very iffy on collision and, and checking if you're actually there, um, which is understandable, but the tail games, I've still only won on the hexagon. That's the only times I've won is the hexagon game. I, you know, I haven't had that one yet. Oh, really? I, that's the one I haven't played. Interesting. Did you play the one with the, the circle and the platform start falling and it's got the the thing trying to knock you down in a circle like it's rotating yes yes that one i have yeah that one i almost won and then i fucked it up (laughs) (laughs) it was just me and this guy and we're just bouncing and bouncing and then i just screwed up in time (laughs) damn it i should have tried to like grab him and take him with me and then maybe one of us falls first that would have been a good idea (laughs) Um, the other main game I've been playing, I got this from Gamefly. I've been playing it. I played it last week too, but I just didn't. There was, there was so much last week. Yeah. Um, which is AI the Somnium Files. Mm. Um, this is by, I believe it's the same guy who did the Zero Escape games. Do you know those? Oh, it's yeah. It's like Chunsoft game. So it is a, it, it, it's a visual novel, kind of like murder mystery. And you'll do this thing in it where you go into the person's brain, into their dreamscape, and kind of solve these weird puzzles to figure out some revelation of what they know that they might not be, like, wanting to tell you, or maybe they're in a coma, something like that. I don't think anyone is in a coma, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
yet. Haven't seen anyone in a coma yet. Uh, and you, you go through those little puzzles and the, the trick of the game to me, cause it's, it's basically just a lot of reading and, uh, looking around at objects and not really doing a lot of gamey things. There are some investigation little bits where it's like, what piece of evidence proves that this guy wasn't there? And you're like, okay, well, I got these 10 pieces of evidence. Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. Send it. And, and you know, this is why. So that's cool. Um, but the rest of it's just reading, except for the main little puzzles I'm talking about where you'll go to different objects in the dreamscape and there's a bunch of different actions you can do on them. And each action takes a certain amount of time and you only have six minutes in the dreamscape. And you'll get these, like, oh, uh, pick up this pan, or do I throw the pan, or do I, and it's a dream, so it's like weird shit accomplishes things that you might not expect sometimes. So that's kind of part of the puzzle. Weird, And then, well, picking this up takes 10 seconds, but throwing this across the room takes 12 seconds. So you got to start weighing the options, and the further and further you get into it, there's little, um, like, pick up items modifiers that change the time frame so you can use them like well this only takes a third of the time instead of instead of 45 seconds it takes a third of that right because the numbers start getting really really high and you get you gotta smartly go around the environment and pick up these other power-ups in a sense it's really strange but it makes sense when you're doing it um and i like that uh, i like how weird it is it's very unique but these a lot of these split off into two different paths. So the story itself does as well. And there's a flow chart for the game that you can look at. And I've done about half the flow chart, which is like a split two hours into the game. And then mm. I played the game for another 10 or so hours. And I still have the other side of the split of like what happens over there. Um, because you're solving these murders and other like there's, there's a murder and then the, the first split happens. So I'm going one direction, and then there's another murder. And then there's another split after that. And, like, but the things... So I've played... At this point, I've gotten two endings. And the endings... Everything that happens always happens. Like, or is always true, rather. So if this person was there, they're there in every split. But maybe they lived in this other timeline but they died in the in the other one right yeah so you start seeing this different sides of the same story and what could have been but everything is true like i got kind of a clue as to who the killer might be this the serial killer but and that's always true like that clue of who they are is always there but i don't have like there was a revelation of so and so is this person's dad like oh shit that's a plot twist kind of that is kind of interesting, but that's always true. But I would not have learned that on the other branch I was on or the third branch I was on. But now it's just information I take into all my other playthroughs to find the ending and see what's really going on. And you can pick in this flowchart at any point, you can just say, I want to go here and play that. I want to go there and, and continue the story. Like it does, you don't have to play the whole game or anything. And you can skip a lot of it because it's just dialogue. Um, but it's really cool. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. There's been one of the endings for this character was super emotional 
and and it kind of just ends like well we didn't solve the we didn't solve the case like didn't find the, the real killer but they stopped <laughs> killing after this like, okay and it's it's really cool I, I i like it a lot um it's i don't know if any of this makes sense it's very weird and i and i don't want to spoil does, things with it does it have like multiple like i'm assuming it has multiple endings and different like paths kind of like um i'm trying to think like Danganronpa kind of like those types kind of, games. of it's very similar to Danganronpa uh in a lot of, in a lot of ways but this is less gamey there's just you're really just talking to people um and it's very funny too probably too funny for as dark as a lot of this is like you find this body all chopped up like why it's so graphic yeah uh but yeah it's it's alternate endings but as i said it's it's like more than alternate endings because you'll play an ending for two hours and get to the end of it and like all the stuff that happened there while simultaneously being factual will not happen in another time like in the other side of the branch you'll be doing something else in it and something else will have happened like there's this one part where these two people it's like a this murder is about to be live streamed and so you watch the footage it's like oh no the saw's gonna saw this person in half like oh shit this is crazy and you're driving uh the character you're playing as is driving to get there watching this live stream hmm. and in one path the that person that's on there dies and another person dies too but on this other path you get there in time to stop them so they're both just injured and it's really cool how it all plays out and all these different characters, like each ending kind of focuses on a character. So you get to know their story and what their involvement is, but you don't solve the overall mystery. It does seem like there is a canonical official ending because I got to one path and it said, like, you have to stop here and you have to play more of the game before we'll let you continue this path. You have to do other stuff. So that's cool as well i, I want to see all the endings i want to know what's going on here especially since like i have a whole half of the game which is sectioned on this other path that i'm like what does that even mean like what happens here that was yeah. so early in the game like that was before the second murder and there was on one path there was like four people that got killed like, what is this going to mean for the rest of the game that's fascinating to me um i also should mention you're playing as this guy who has a he like lost his eye, um, and so he has this this eyeball that is an AI that like talks to him, and he talks to it, and it's his like phone and all this other shit, and he can use like X-ray vision through the eye, and it's very Japanese. Um, I should have mentioned it's Japanese. Did you could you have figured that out on your own? Yeah, um, I looked up the I looked up the <laughs> title just to see like the visuals on it. It is definitely very Japanese. <laughs> it's very Japanese. Yeah, it is very Japanese. Uh, but it's super cool. And I, I want to try and beat it this week just because I feel like I, I don't play enough of it. I really enjoy it, but it's, it's one of those things where I can only read for two hours for so long. Yeah. Is it on, I, did you get it on Switch? You got it on Switch, right? No, I got it on uh, PS4. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know it was Yeah, on if I got it on Switch, that might have been smarter. But nah, I mean, it might I, be harder I to read on that. if you're playing handheld, though, because that's one thing I've noticed with the Switch is like a lot of the lettering is so small. And so yeah, I'm a hard time I would reading say on this game doesn't have that problem because on my TV, I've noted that the lettering is gigantic. Oh, OK, cool. All right. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah, too the big. font. 
Well, it's pretty big. Um, it's not like, too big, but it's significantly big. Uh, you'll you can read. Uh, yeah, but I, I really like it. Really, I I highly recommend it if you like, um, kind of light visual novel Danganronpa type murder mystery games, and it's definitely a lot less game than it is. Like, there's a handful of QTEs, and I mean a handful. I do. Yeah. Like twice it has happened. Um, you're really just reading and going along with the story. You can look around the environments and investigate stuff, and there's a lot of funny jokes. Along with, like this is a guy, this investigator, and you ask him his name, and every time he's there, you just keep asking him his name, and he's like, "This is my name. How could you forget? Oh my gosh, why do you keep forgetting my name?" And like <laughs> this happens over and over and over again, in multiple times, and I, there's a trophy for it too. Uh, and I was talking to the guy. What's your name? What's your name? And it's like, oh, okay, I remember your name. And, and then, like, your uh, kind of surrogate, I guess not surrogate daughter, but you're, you're taking care of her. She's there with you. And she's all like, you know his name. Why are you doing this? And then he's all, he's all like, this is our fun game. Leave us alone. <laughs> like, oh yeah, leave us alone. I know his name. <laughs> the game's just so weird. It's really funny. Uh, and it it's really touching that that one that one ending was it, it was especially I mean you have kids it was the ending was very much like this this parent doing anything they could for their kid and it was like this is real shit <laughs> wow this was this was way way more real than I thought it was gonna get uh, yeah. with this ending I'm characters I didn't even really like hmm. it, it was crazy it's it so good really good interesting. And that's it. All right. I did. Um, I downloaded the demo for Garden Story, that game that they showed on the Nintendo, um, Nindies thing, conference. Which okay. And it's Which uh, one that? I think it's the one. It looked a lot like it's like a bubbly looking Stardew Valley kind of. Um, it's not supposed to come out till like 2021, but they released a demo for it on uh on Steam. I'm going to try that out uh, at some point this coming week because it was like the only game from that conference that I found very interesting. So, oh, I, I see what it is. It's yeah. a good art style. It, yeah, it's 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 cool. I I just remember being interested in it. I I, I hope it's interesting. It, it seems like one of those just relaxing games, kind of like Stardew and yeah. like Harvest Moon would be. Um, so I'll see. Um, I haven't I haven't even touched my animal crossing in a long time just because the only thing i play on my switch now is nba 2k so uh, which i knew was going to happen and nba 2k 21 comes out i think this coming week and i don't think i'm going to buy it right away i'm going to wait and see reviews and you know what's what what's wrong with the switch version because that usually (laughs) is what happens and so but in the meantime i'll continue playing 2k 2k 20 on my switch I'll get back to Animal Crossing. As soon as I finish Majora's Mask, I'll, I'll get back to Animal Crossing. Yeah. Man, how great would it be if they, if they put it on the Switch? Majora's Mask. Uh, I would be disappointed now since I'm halfway through the game. Right. That'd be annoying. That'd be when they do it, too. I know, right? As you're about to finish it. You just it. finished it. Cool. Great. Cool. Well, any, any uh, other games you want to talk about? Anything else you want to go over? News-wise? No, there's a ton of shit, though. I, I wanted to play Flight Simulator. I wanted to play Wasteland 3. Tell Me Why is out. There's a lot on Game Pass. 
and and uh, I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, Wasteland Three looks interesting. I was watching um, I was watching a stream of someone playing that. Looks pretty cool. Looks like something yeah, I'd, I'd I check I out. I played a little bit of Wasteland Two because that's on Game Pass, and I liked it, but it's just kind of hard to get into. And I figured eh, it'd be the new one. Might as well just be the new one. one. Yeah. Cool, Ben. Well, that sounds good. I think we'll wrap it up here. Per the norm. After <laughs> after games we played. Um, thanks again, everybody, for joining us this week on another episode of Final Checkpoint. You can find us here every week on twitch.tv slash checkpoint, 8 p.m. Pacific time where we record live. You can also find us on podcast services like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and over on thegamefanatics.com. You can email your questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, anything like that. Finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the Jolness, at Ben Runnings, hashtag FinalCheckpoint if you want to tweet us anything related to the podcast. And uh, we will be back next week. Happy one year to the podcast. Woo! We did it. One year. And shut it down. I know. They tried to kill us, but they didn't work. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't shut us down yet, but they probably will. And eventually. Yeah. All right. Everybody have a good week. Stay safe, and we'll catch you guys next week. Blah, 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 bl